Aloha, stickies. Hi, welcome back to another episode of the Stick with Kaji podcast. I'm Loanne. I'm Sean. Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram here at Loanne Kaji, where I show you just, I don't know, just things I'm not doing when I'm not making podcasts. We're not together right now, so I'm actually in a hotel room. Sean is at the studio office. I am actually taking a trip with my mom and sister for a very late Mother's Day, so yeah, so I only have a few days left. Oh, <laughs> left me. <laughs> it's okay. So I'm taking care of the kids while she is gone, but it's, it's fine. It's been fun with kids. Yeah, and um, I didn't pre-record this podcast, so I took my podcasting gear with me, and I'm gonna bring you the episode, you know, while I'm away. So yeah. wait, by the way, did you have a stick? No, I didn't. I'm so uh... sorry. I don't have a stick at all. I know I brought all my other stuff, but I didn't bring the stick. Sorry, guys. So today's episode, you know, I thought. You know, in the beginning of the podcast, if you guys didn't know, um, I'll link the two episodes down below, but I actually escaped my country, you know, and went to a refugee camp in Malaysia for close to two years. And so today I thought, you know, I want to tell you guys things that I learned, things that are different when I went back to Vietnam. So I actually went back to Vietnam when I, well, I didn't technically graduate college yet. I still have one semester to go, but my aunt was taking a trip to Vietnam and she asked if I wanted to come along. So I thought, yeah, you know, but it, it just was like a month trip away from Sean. So do you remember that time? Yeah, I remember. Back then it was a little bit difficult to to communicate overseas, right? Um, we didn't have like an iPhone, like smartphones back then. So the way we trying to communicate with each other was just kind of over the emails. Also with the time difference too. Uh, I don't think I was able to talk to Loan for that much. Uh, we were just kind of messaging each other through MSN messengers. And then she sent me pictures yeah. of the uh, herself at the beach in Vietnam or like a water park that she went to. Right? Yeah, yeah. You remember the water park. Yeah. And I even saw the picture of Loen riding scooter with the uh, the full face mask on. <laughs> I don't know if I was riding it. I was just behind my cousin who was actually riding it. Maybe I just took a picture with it on trying to look cool, you know? <laughs> but yeah, that was not me. I didn't know how to ride it. But yeah, today's episode, um, it's not the story of, of my adventure in Vietnam. It's more like five or six things that I learned or things that are unique or different about Vietnam that I was just shocked, you know, because I mean, even though I, I grew up in Vietnam, I, I left when I was three or four years old. So I don't remember much at all. I, there's so many things that are different in my old country. Yeah, I remember even when you were entering the country, it was so different where you know, they were going through the security and checking the, uh, the bags. And uh, there's a quicker lane in Vietnam, at the airport in Vietnam, <laughs> where people pay a little bit tips to the security and then you can go on the uh, the quicker security uh, lane where they don't check as much. Right. Well, to be fair, so I went with my aunt and she, every time she goes back to our country, she always brings so much things, you know, because she wants to just give it out to friends and family. 
So she had bought like five different laptops, you know, three iPhones, you know, and just to give to uh, people. And it's kind of sketchy too, right? If you bring that many electronics back, it's almost, they think that maybe you're reselling it or something, doing something illegal, you know? And so my aunt, instead of, you know, having them check, she just kind of tipped the guy. I mean, he, he still had to pretend to check. <laughs> But he just kind of like let her through and bring those things in because I don't think that you're allowed <laughs> to bring in that many electronics. Those are things I only hear it from the movie only, right? Like, oh, are you type of person signing without looking at it? Oh, here, here. Here's a, just keep this in your pocket. But I was shocked too, you know? I was like, why are we tipping? I was so confused. I don't know about other countries. I'm just basing this on my experience in Vietnam when I went and that was close to, you know, that was 10 years ago. So it could be completely different now, I don't know. But yeah, so the, let's talk about the first thing here. Um, see if you guys can relate. One thing when I went back to Vietnam that I was completely shocked was nobody follow the street sign rules. Their lights, green lights, their stop signs, right? Their sidewalk. The problem is nobody follows it. Cars just going everywhere, pedestrians just walking everywhere. Just, you know, they're, uh, it was so chaotic and crazy. The first time I rode a taxi, I thought that I was, I gonna, was gonna die. die. I know, I'm not being dramatic. I was like, why isn't anybody following the rules? I was really confused. I always hear it's really difficult to cross the street in Vietnam on the major road because the car never yes. stops. So you just have to walk across it and just, just hoping the car would stop for and you. And I was already like in my 20s, right? My cousin who was younger than me, she had to hold my hand to cross the street because she didn't think that I would know how to do it. And of course I didn't because it was so chaotic, it was like a puzzle. Everybody just going different directions and ways. And you know, I wanted to cry the first time I went on the taxi <laughs> and I was like, I don't know if I can go on the road again. There was a video on Twitter uh, showing the American guy, the video of himself crossing the uh, street <laughs> by himself. Oh, and, really? Yeah, he was like, okay, oh I did gosh. it. Now, now I'm a citizen because I was able to cross the street. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> That's so crazy. Do you think those people who grew up in that kind of environment, are they better drivers? I don't know. I mean, I, I, I experienced that in, in Shanghai too, where drivers are very aggressive. They drive so close to the, the car in the front. I always get nervous. Yes, what, if somebody, yes. what if somebody suddenly stopped? You can't, there's not enough time to respond. Right. That was a wild, crazy experience. I want to know if it's still the same or, you know, they had changed the laws and regulation, you know, because it's there, right? But nobody's just following it. So yeah, I mean, I, I, I 10, don't 10 know. years is a long time. So there's going to be yeah, some exactly. improvement, right? <laughs> All right, guys, let's move on to the second thing that I was kind of cultural shocked. You know, I went 10 years ago. This is way before COVID or way before masks was a thing, right? So almost everybody wore a mask. So when I went back and my cousin was driving me around, she was like, here, put this mask on. And I was so confused. I was like, why are we wearing masks? And she said, it's because of air pollution. It's number one. And uh. number two, you know, Asian beauty standard is, I don't know if you guys know, but is different than the Western beauty standard, right? So for Asian people, their beauty standard is they want to keep 
you know, the lighter skin, right? And so because it's so hot and sunny outside, everybody just wear a covering or they even have an umbrella. They wear those giant hats, you know? Obviously always wear sunscreen. Just anything they could do to protect their skin from the sun. It's funny, considering that Vietnam is like a tropical country, uh, it's funny that, that people want to keep the, the light skin. If you live there naturally, I feel like you get a really dark skin. I'm coming from the Western world, so I'm over there wanting to wear tank top and shorts. But everybody around me was wearing long sleeve and a jacket, ah. you know. My family was saying, why are you wearing that? You know, aren't you afraid of, you know, of getting dark? And I was like, I'm already dark, you know. It was already so hot and humid and they were just wearing that face mask around. And I was like, how do you guys breathe? But I guess over time, right, if, you, if you're there, you just get used to it. So, But you too, right, Sean? Like your country, you guys wear masks too way before the COVID time. Yeah, but that's... Not because of air pollution. But, right. It's yeah. mostly because people uh, don't want to get sick. Influenza is always uh, popular in Japan, just like other countries too. So people want to wear masks, uh, especially in Tokyo where... You know, personal space is really close, so they want to right. wear a mask to prevent getting sick. But it's interesting because um, yeah. the tropical country like Hawaii, you know, everybody wants to wear short sleeve, short pants, and you right. know, people actually want to yeah. get tan. It's kind of interesting True. how it's different in, in Vietnam. Uh, do people use AC yeah. in the building or? Like a fan, mostly fans. Well, it depends on where you live, you know, because if you go to, I mean, it is kind of modernized there even 10 years ago. So if you go to, depending on the touristy restaurants or area, they do have air conditioning. But I, when I was staying with my cousins for a whole month, my family didn't have air conditioning. They were using oh. fan. And we had that fan on 24-7, you know oh, what I mean? Wow. But, I mean, if you live all your life, you get used to it, I guess. I mean, even people in Hawaii, right? Some people uh, don't have air conditioning. Yeah, exactly. Hawaii has a natural wind. A lot of houses are designed true, true. to get the, the air from the outside and, and get the breeze naturally. I guess because we come from Texas, right? If you live in Texas everybody have air conditioning that is the standard so when we went to hawaii to look for a house i was kind of shocked i guess for some reason i just wasn't used to it i didn't know that not every house comes with an ac yeah and those ac vendors are very busy in hawaii because a lot of houses they don't even have ac so not many vendors out there uh to service the entire Honolulu area so Right. When our AC broke down, like we have to wait for months. So but yeah, in Houston, when you call the AC vendor, <laughs> they, uh, they, you know, there's a message. If your AC is broken down, uh, please dial this. Uh, we consider that as an emergency. Yeah, what is your emergency? They take that as an emergency. It is an emergency. <laughs> All right, I know we're like getting off topic here. Okay, so the third thing that I was kind of culturally shocked was the bathroom situation. You know, the toilet, the toilet. My mind just completely forgot about those um, experience, right? So I grew up ever since I was six with a Western style toilet, right? So the first time I went to my aunt's house and I was like, hey, I gotta use the restroom. And she took me into the bathroom and it was just a hole on the ground. And oh. so I was like, oh, <laughs> you know, I was taken back by it, right? How do you flush it? You have a bucket of water after you've doing your business and you kind of just flush it with a bucket of water that's not gonna wash it away <laughs> <laughs> but yes i had to learn how to just 
doing my squat position, you know, how to use it. So have you ever done that before? Have you ever used those? Uh... No, not at all. In, in Japan, we have a Japanese style toilet where it's kind of flush to the, uh, uh, the floor level. But it's not a hole. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Show the picture oh, of it, just okay. just for the reference, because I don't want people in the world to think <laughs> we poop in a hole in Japan. Nothing is wrong with that. Okay. <laughs> I mean, the squatting position is actually better for your like colon and all that stuff, you know. But again, you know, my family is not like the richest or anything, so I think most people there now. Does have the Western style toilet? It's just when I went ten years ago. My thing. Yeah. What about public place like department stores or in you know, the restaurants? Oh yeah, department stores and stuff definitely have the Western toilet. But oh. if you go to like a mom and pop shop or something, you know, some of them don't. It just really depends. And when I went to the countryside to visit my other family members who live in the country, they definitely don't. You know. Oh man, but there is a toilet paper, right? Yes, okay. there is. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember, remember about, about toilet, toilet paper, paper to be to honest. Be honest. <laughs> okay, so that was interesting and uh, took some time to get used to. What about the food? You know, I eat the Vietnamese food all the time yeah. in the US, and I heard it tastes great. And is the Vietnamese food in Vietnam different from the one in the US? I personally loved it. I feel like a lot of it were made fresh,、mm. you know. At least the places that I went, anyway, they make their own noodles or they make their own ban kung, you know, ban kung. Oh yeah, I love ban kung. And I remember there was a,、um, like a lady just drive around and、uh, selling like fresh yogurt that she made, homemade fresh yogurt. Oh, that's cool. You know. Yeah, and I love how they have fruit stands there, and they, you know, if you want like a fresh mango juice or something, they make it right there on the spot for you. You know, so、mm. a lot of mom and pop little shops all around the streets. You know, because I live in my aunt's house. You know, she took me to all the local places, and she's like, "Oh, eat here because they make this from scratch or whatever." You know, so I wonder if they have a lot of bamis also. Or it's just kind of like very popular only in the US. Yes, we eat manmi there, of course. And of course, they make it for you right there on the spot. You know, it's all street food. Yeah, because you know, because in the US, when you go to Vietnamese food, a lot of people just only order banmi or spring roll. Yeah. Right or pho,、yeah. right or vermicelli. Those are the kind of thing that people recognize. Like those are the popular one、uh, in the US. Yeah.、Uh, are are they popular also in Vietnam too? Yeah, they're popular in Vietnam, but we also like our street food, you know, too. That I think it doesn't resonate with the American market. So we love to eat like dishes with snails and stuff. And then we also have like food on a stick. There's lots of different varieties, you know. I love eating those street food in Vietnam. But the thing about Vietnamese food, I think also all the other countries besides Western culture, right? All their portion size are really really small. Oh. Because I remember going to eat with my family, and they gave me a bowl of pho, right? And it's to me, it looks like a child size bowl. After I ate it. I was still hungry, right? I was like, "Wait, is there more?" And they said, "Oh, you're still hungry, you know." And I was taken back by it because I thought that was just like a appetizer size or something. I wasn't used to it, you know. I mean, it's okay. I think that's the correct portion to for us to yeah, maintain yeah, yeah, our yeah. body, right? Now I learn it. I, I try to eat healthier now, and and I talk to my nutrition,、right. and she's like, Sean. No, that's not appetizer. That's 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 how much you're supposed to eat. That's that that's the right portion. 
let's go. So I just have been right. eating twice as much before. And I don't know if you remember, Sean, when I came back, I had lost like 10 pounds over that month and I wasn't even trying to lose weight, right? I was just eating what my aunt provided. You know, when we go out to eat, I eat what they had for me. And I guess just the portion size itself was small. I ended up eating less than I'm used to. And then on top of that, we walked a lot everywhere. Uh -huh. And so didn't you tell me that Vietnam was out of all the Asian country, they're like one of the skinniest or something, um, average wise? Yes, yeah, that's what I saw in the other article. Especially I heard the, the yeah. female are uh, very skinny uh, among the other right, countries yeah. in Asia, in Vietnam. So I guess that makes sense. I guess that's part of the reason why. Did you see any Western yeah. uh, chain, like franchise in Vietnam, like a McDonald's or Burger King? There, there were McDonald's there. You know, I think I might have seen like a KFC there, but oh. there are also a lot of Korean chain too, oh. um, like their fried chicken huh. Korean chain. There were Starbucks there too, but... Oh, um, really? Huh. Yeah, my cousin was like, nobody can really afford a Starbucks drink in Vietnam. I mean, people can barely afford Starbucks drink here, you know what I mean? Yeah, with the inflation, uh, it's Yeah, just, I didn't... It's a luxury yeah. drink now. Right. When I went back to Vietnam, uh, it was the whole month and my grandma gave me uh, $500. So that's all I could had spent that whole month, you know? So I did take my family and my cousin out to eat. Um, and then we ended up using some money where I got like us a, a karaoke bar place. I rented it for an hour, you know, and we were just having fun singing. But yeah, Starbucks was not in my budget. <laughs> In Vietnam, so. so typical food, how much is it like in convert to US dollars? If it's like a Vietnamese food restaurant? It's really cheap. Well, again, this is 10 years ago, right? Yeah. But yeah, I can get like a bowl of pho, you know, for like $3, you oh, know? And it depends on where you're at, right? Because this bowl of pho that I'm getting for $3, this is a child size bowl, right? Yeah. But if I were to get it in Texas, for example, that child size bowl could be, right, $5. If I get this child size bowl in Hawaii, it would be $8, you know? It's, so. it's not that much cheaper. I, I just assume a lot more cheaper, but if it's $3 uh -huh. for just smaller portion, yeah. it's not that much cheaper, huh, compared to the US. I mean, if you're traveling, you're expecting to spend more, you know, but if you're going to places like Vietnam, it's that you're actually spending less. Oh, this is another question. Do you have to tip at the restaurant? Yeah, I did take, because, you know, my, my cousin never had eaten sushi before. Oh. And so I remember I said, hey, you know what? Let's go find a sushi place and we're going to try it out for you to try for the first time. And so she found me a sushi place. It looks really fancy. You know, I mean, the price is actually comparable to American price, uh -huh. you know, because, again, they're catering towards tourists. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah, at the end of the meal, I did had to tip, you know? But if I go to, like, the local mom and pop shop, I don't remember tipping, you know? Again, that was 10 years ago. It could have changed now, <laughs> okay? So, but you guys don't have a tipping culture either. Yeah, we don't. We just all assume that it's part of the customer service. Ugh. Yeah. I'm still confused about the uh, when to tip, right? Do I tip, uh, like, you know, bed, right. bed delivery, uh, mattress delivery, or furniture delivery, people coming inside the house to fix the AC? Do I tip them? I'm always confused. I just don't, I still don't get that culture. Yeah, I know. We always tip them anyways because we're just not sure. It's just, I'm always, 
I don't mind tipping if there's like an actual just rule. Somebody just write me the rule so I know, you know? Right. <laughs> right? Recommendation. <laughs> like we get on the receipt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's helpful. Right, yeah. yeah. What about the customer service? Is it different between here and there? Like uh, at the restaurant or hotel uh, or? Customer service in Vietnam. I Again, I went to the local mom and pop shop. So in our culture, we're very um, blunt. Oh. If you know what I mean, it's like, uh, it's, they'll, they'll tell you how it is, you know? I wouldn't say that they're rude or mean. It's more like, oh, no, you should eat this. This is good here, you know? <laughs> they tell you. It's like your mom, oh, don't get that, I did this. That, that thing is not good. Yeah. Why, you, why, why is it on the menu? <laughs> yeah, so let's get this video is getting long. Let's talk about one more thing that I was culture shocked about. Even before I went back, my mom had told me, be careful with your stuff. You know, there's a lot of people who pickpocket there. And so when I went back to Vietnam, I had a little camera with me because I wanted to take some pictures and um, Nintendo, like 3DS, that Sean had given me um, for my birthday. So that's what I used to just for entertainment purposes, you know? And then every time too, my aunts would be like, put that away. Why are you holding your camera? And I was like, I'm, I'm taking pictures, you know? And don't hold your purse like that. You know, make sure they're close to you. You know, like guard your purse. And I, yeah, I was always really nervous walking around because of what they're telling me. But I never got robbed or anything like that. Nothing bad happened to me when I was in Vietnam, but they claimed it happens a lot there, you know, that I should be careful. I got robbed in uh, uh, in Shanghai when I was in Shanghai. You did? I, I had my digital camera. It's the exact same situation as you. I was wearing my backpack and there was like my digital camera and then some other stuff I was buying at the store. And yeah, after I finished shopping and came back home, I was like, oh, my digital camera is gone. And I didn't even notice. Oh I don't even remember if I bumped into anybody. Just magically somebody just wow. took it out from my backpack without me noticing. So I should have just pulled my backpack like this. Yeah, yeah, you should. Just guard it with your life, I guess. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot more other things, but this video is getting long. So we are going to end it today. Let us know if any of the things we talked about are relatable, you know, or there's other things that I might have missed or forgotten. Just leave it down in the comments below. We would love to hear your thoughts and feelings. And oh, what about, what the, about sticky the sticky word, word of, the, of day? the day? Okay, we're going to just say food because I'm like hungry right now. Me too. Okay, so the sticky word of the day is food. And how do you say food in Vietnam? Do ang. Do, an. Do means things, Do. and then ang means to eat. An. So things to eat. It's things very interesting the way you describe food uh, in Vietnamese, because uh -huh. in Japanese it's the same. Tabemono. Tabe. Mono. Tabe uh -huh. means eat. Mono means thing, right? Things to eat. Yeah, exact, so really similar. Yeah, interesting. It's yeah, yeah. Exact same structure <laughs> as how they came up with the word in Vietnamese. So it's interesting. Yay! All right, guys. So um. Don't forget you can listen to our podcast or just watch our video next Saturday, hopefully. Sounds for now, good. thank you for watching. Any last words, Sean? And bye, guys. Bye, stickies, and have a fantastic day.